my mother, my father, and my little brother burnt to death in the family funeral home. But I think it's important that we have all the facts straight. Yes, Cain and I were playing with matches that day. <laughs> this is important for us. And we were punished when my father found us. Me more so than Cain. I was the oldest. I should have known better. Yes, you should have. This is the Cheap Podcast. <laughs> what? And this episode, it's going to be a weird one. The grab bag? Yes. I want to use a better term than inspired by, but somewhat recently, the original wrestler that played <gasps> Doink the Clown mm. passed away. Oh. Matt Bourne died. He was the first. Matt, of, Matt Osborne. Matt Osborne. Mm-hmm. That I... I, I only know because I have his page open. Thank you for I doing that. I would have never known. I think, uh, for what it's worth, the wiki is already updated. And if you go to the Doink the Clown wiki page, it actually like diverges yes. because there were people who played him afterwards. But mm-hmm. He was the original? Yes. Yeah. And Matt Osborne, I actually give credit for creating a character that was pretty weird. He was... This was around the time of the uh, Stephen King It miniseries. Okay. And um, so the character that he portrayed was kind of like Pennywise the Clown. He was also kind of... He had the look of those clowns in Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure mm-hmm. where they, they wheel him in on the, the, the gurney and they're... <laughs> yeah. Mm. That's not breakfast no! machine <laughs> Do you have something you'd like to share with us, Amazing Larry, that you wrote? <laughs> No. no. <laughs> but he, he was the first genuinely creepy WWF character that I remember. Mm-hmm. That you, scene... You, that's, you, you wouldn't put like Undertaker or any of those other spinoff Kane? Something about it, uh, him being intentionally creepy was yeah. never creepy. Yeah, I guess so. That's true. Yeah, and so I mean, and like the Undertaker mm-hmm. was so overwrought. Like that intro yeah, that we true. had. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like you really leaned into it pretty hard. And... Yeah, like you are a man who killed your family, and your brother may have also killed your family, or he <laughs> maybe was the guy who killed your family. Why are you doing this in wrestling? <laughs> it's why aren't you in jail or fighting wars? Yeah, and they're they're supernatural, so they have the power yeah. to like shoot fireballs at each that's other. That's true. Okay. Again. You're like doing elbow smashes and body slams on each other. As an 11 year old, I am almost insulted by this. Uh, can we please introduce ourselves? I'm scared because Henry's not here. Yeah, I- I'm Dave Doink Rudden. I'm Brett Boink Elston. I'm Chris the Male Booty Antista. All right. Um, uh, but for me, Doink was like, I don't know if we're going to do some kind of like little bit of Doink. Yeah, we should. Doink The Doink Down. <laughs> Thinking on your doink down the, the ding. Uh, doink was this when doink came to prominence <laughs> when doink was elected mayor i was already kind of back out i, I mean like yeah. like the like the pop culture wave went it was like 80s maybe into early 90s and then kind of softened a bit until like the the monday night wars started again in yeah the so i think mid late 90s i think doink debuted like late 92 or mm-hmm. early 90s yeah that's so 92 was around when because what kept me going for a while were the super nes uh I was, wrestlemania yeah, my, most, my biggest and, experience with doink is the games that's what i was gonna yeah. say is i think his first i think his first game was wwf raw yep. for super nes mm-hmm. and that's when i remember reading those big ads that would be the whole page, and it was like all the wrestlers' names, and I'm like, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. 
Doink! Doink the clown. Yep. And I'm like 13, just going like, who the fuck? And uh, that was my first impression of Doink. And I don't think to this day I've ever seen him wrestle. His like first few matches, mm-hmm. he was actually a really great technical wrestler. And like after he died, Deadspin did an article. There's a one columnist who does... I, I mentioned this on a previous episode. He mm-hmm. did a, a column called Dead Wrestler of the Week. Jeez. It wasn't it, it wasn't weekly, Obviously. but he did have like plenty of wrestlers to choose from. So mm-hmm. a lot of he hit a lot of the old wrestlers that died, mm-hmm. you know, during the early two thousands. But when right. Doink died, he actually presented a pretty good like retrospective of Matt Osborne's career. So he was like nice. right. he was kind That's of cool. yeah he was a, like a racist character when he was in like his old wrestling days. But even when he came to the WWF, he still. He was, it was almost like he was, it was a joke that he was this crazy weird clown mm-hmm. that would mess with people. But then when he got in the ring, like the joke was that he was a really good wrestler. Right. So cool. like his first year in the WWF, there are actually some really good matches. Mm-hmm. Like he has one with Bret Hart. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. But then after that, after like I think the WWF realized like oh there's money to be made if we make all the kids love this guy yeah. and they rode that way for a year and I don't think Matt Osborne was even doink at that point because I really came... remember midget yeah and yeah that's that's when it became like hey everybody's looking at this guy let's team him with a trio of midgets who are also clowns and then yeah I, I was at I was I was at that bar in Chicago that's uh, a barcade all, all old arcade games, including yep. the Royal Rumble, Rumble arcade version. And on the background, they were playing pay-per-views, and I just I was looking through my Instagram recently, and I have a picture of Pam Anderson walking out, <laughs> and it's just it's all the wrestlers on the show yeah. and like a bunch of doink midget wrestlers, and it's on my Instagram, C Antista, yeah, S E, <laughs> and you beneath it were just like you yeah. knew the pay-per-view immediately. What was it? I think that was WrestleMania 11. Mm. I, I, I could be wrong though. Well, that was when no, that was when Pam Anderson was. Uh, she was. Um, she accompanied somebody to the ring for that. Mm. So it was probably in the lead up to that. I wonder if I see. I don't remember that promo off the top of my head, but I'm guessing like the Doink clowns had their flowers prematurely. Ah! Yeah, I get it. <clears throat> it says. Uh... Uh, no weapons were found in his body. Police have said the death appears accidental. They've oh, launched a precautionary high homicide investigation. Hooray! <laughs> he didn't have a heart attack on it as a result of steroids, yeah. which is good for wrestling. No, he died under mysterious means. Everybody applause. applause. Yeah, yes. Uh, as Doink the Clown, his finishing moves were the stump puller. That was, uh, I guess, like a leg thing. It says a single leg inverted Boston Crab. Yeah, that <laughs> which, was a, which, which I mean, if you get it with uh, red sauce, it's delicious. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then a uh, whoopee cushion, which is a seated I, sentin. That's, I was wondering where all the clown signature moves were going to come from. It's pretty much him jumping and off the top rope and landing on them with his butt. Nice. Any balloon bender? Anything else clowny? Well, I've got one of his early interviews. This mm-hmm. is when he's kind of sinister. So hopefully it will scare you like it <gasps> did me when I was 11 or 12 years old. Doink the clown. Mean Gene. Well, yes, I, I heard somebody. You are a sick puppy at times. <laughs> oh, Gene. And you delight in that, don't you? <laughs> Sometimes I look around and this whole world just seems so hopeless. <laughs> and that's what really makes me laugh. <laughs> wow. Because I look around. 
to all of the wrestlers in the WWF, and there's so many of them that are setting their goals just a little bit too far out of reach. <laughs> and me, oh, me, I want nothing more <laughs> than what I've got coming to me. <laughs> and whether it be cutting a record <laughs> or taking a title. <laughs> all right, nothing is too far out of Thank reach. Thank you. Very much. Thank you. Gene's <laughs> cutting him off. <laughs> Audience is getting creeped out. You're <laughs> scaring me. So I was looking at the the seated sentence, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for <laughs> professional wrestling moves. Yeah. And there's a picture of someone Razor Ramon H G doing a hard gay. That uh, is what the H G stands for. Okay. <laughs> Who is not? He's not related, I think, to the actual Razor Ramon. To Razor Ramon. No. He is a Japanese wrestler who. Right. Uh, means to accentuate <laughs> his gayness to incite the crowd in some way, Got shape, it. or form. It really is hard gay. Yeah, that is I, yeah, what H.G. sounds... When you said hard gay, I get that. Yeah. But I, I, I still have not quite understood if anyone listening actually mm-hmm. understands the the tie between the WWE's Razor Ramon and the <laughs> Japanese wrestler Razor Ramon Hard Gay. I would appreciate the clarification because tweet I him, never quite him. understood it myself. You know so when you described too. it, I was like, oh, is that like the Yokozuna thing? And I think that's what he his finisher was similar to, where he'd be on the the corner and like do the yeah. big butt drop. But except he jumped off the top rope and, yes. and killed <laughs> crushed people's chests. Yeah. Weird so period. when you mentioned Deadspin did that, article about here's this nice uh, matt osborne you know, mm-hmm. package basically do you think at this point wrestlers are so prone to death that like the wall street journal or yeah. uh the any big newspaper they just have obits ready to go uh like we've already made our razor ramon and bret hart thing we're just waiting for it it's already I written i think with this character no because he was played by a, a couple different people that i don't think everyone had the story straight like mm. people didn't know exactly when he stopped and what he did well they people knew what he did afterwards but it wasn't and he also was not like a big steroid abuser a big drug guy his death was kind of a surprise okay and people were ill-informed that when he died, I think TMZ ran an article about his death, but they used a picture of Doink that wasn't Matt Osborne. Oh, it was good. one, like, there have been three or four people who have played yeah. him afterwards. And This says uh, Jeff Jarrett once dressed up as... Yeah, that was obvious. Uh, men on a Mission and the Bushwhackers wrestled those, as the four Doinks. Those were also very obvious. And then Chris Jericho took on the persona. Of- yes, but there are WWE regular employees that can play him, I and see. it's not obvious that it's a different Doink because uh, Steve Kern, yep. Steve Lombardi. He well, yeah, Lombardi! he's the Brooklyn Brawler. So he was. He's like a longtime WWF employee, WWE employee. Okay. And he did that. Like, he is the most recent Doink because Doink showed up on Raw last year. Really? Yeah, just to, like, beat up a guy for a minute. And that was all he did. And And that was Lombardi? Yeah. But then Matt Osborne died. WWE said Doink the Clown has died, and it's like, well, he was just on he was just on the show last year. No, he wasn't. That was the one that is not dead and is still in your company. And right. it's it's a it's very a weird, very weird situation that that is part of a tradition of like these larger than life characters. And most of these that I've brought up are they're only played by one person, but they are kind of stretching this weird reality where it's mm-hmm. like 
you're a weird, sinister clown. What are you doing wrestling? Like, yeah. you should be going on a killing spree or, or doing this or that. Like, that's what I, that's the impression that I got with Kane yeah. and The Undertaker and sort of Doink and a couple of other wrestlers that, that I've captured in, in clip form. Oh, nice. So, so for some reason, that never bothered me. To me, that added to, like, it, it spoiled me, I think. So then when I saw someone, like, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yeah, but I'm just like he's just a dude, and I'm like a ten year old who's used to watching Godzilla's, you know, suplex, you know, Megalon through the same table over and over again. His shorts aren't Mm. even purple. I'm like, yeah, his shorts are just blue, and he's got a big package, and he's got a two by four. Who cares? And but Mm. this guy, he's the devil. Like that's, and he's decided to spend his time menacing (laughs) wrestlers. Yeah, see that. Like that's that's what I loved about it. Never worked for me. The theatrics of that is just like. I have all these powers. Yeah. See, I guess- you will all know my power. When I take the title. <laughs> and do what with... I don't know. money in the bank. <laughs> <laughs> like, is there an amulet in the WWE championship belt that gives you powers that you need? Like, why does the Undertaker need the well, see, WWF championship I, belt? That was what always, like, why so does this person need I mean, it doesn't... I mean, granted, I wasn't paying that that kind of attention i was just caught up in the theatrics of it mm-hmm. and only recently do i see him wrestle the once a year at wrestlemania when he yeah. keeps his streak alive but did they ever i mean i assume he had to at some point be vocalizing a desire to have a title yeah well i mean because I, I, otherwise it's like it always undertaker and kane just always seemed like people who were like they're here and will wrestle but they don't yeah. seem to be a part of the drama around getting a belt yeah, well, so, like, during the Attitude Era, yeah. uh, Undertaker just became, like, I'm, like, this badass biker guy. Yeah. I'm going to, like... Yeah. That was also because, Aust- like, Steve Austin was injured and couldn't, like, wrestle full-time, so Undertaker kind of took on that role. Okay. But then, yeah, he's also kind of, like, they call him, like, oh, he's immortal, he's undead. Right. But now it's just because he wrestles. He's, like, he's been wrestling for, like, 20-plus years, so mm-hmm. that's how he's immortal. But right. they don't talk about, like... He is a make he like is a, Rooney of yeah he's a supernatural creature who has taken is, human form to wrestle yeah <laughs> sent here from hell yeah. to send wrestlers to the mat this uh, blessed tunic <laughs> <laughs> this is this character is odd because he very much has a human form but just the way that he talked made me think he was supernatural hmm. this character's name was Nails and he hated the big boss man because the big boss man put him in prison uh-huh. and, but this what this also this took the form of being like why are you selling settling this in a wrestling ring like Yo. the big boss man <laughs> arrested you and Court was yeah. well, why is the big boss man as a police officer come on why is a police officer wrestling you're shattering the mystique here. I know, but this is this is the shit that was on my mind when I was 11 years old. <laughs> I was like, "How can this be real? Why is I this? Totally get this. I totally why is this, this battered prisoner <laughs> taking on the, his oppressive? Because it's chapter. street rules, man. I'm gonna beat him where it hurts in the ring. It's a really good people's court crossover. But just just listen to nails and, and tell me that you don't think that this is a bit too weird. Who's the boss now? Ugh. Is he a bobo? Played at a normal speed. Says no. Does he have a Spencer's Gifts voice modulator? I can see you, Sydney. That brought back a lot of memories. Three different failed screen parodies that we've (laughs) shot. 
that was nails with a Z. With a Z, okay. Yeah, just Thaishna. But he was a normal, somewhat normal. He he came to the ring in a weird prison jumps jumpsuit and beat up the big boss man a whole bunch. He actually he didn't last long because he mm-hmm. the wrestler who played that guy got in a <laughs> argument with Vince McMahon oh, and beat oh. him up. You're... Are you serious? Yeah. So like, like behind the scenes, he beat up Vince McMahon. He, yeah. More or less. I, I just love the idea of Vince McMahon being beat up in real life. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're still fuck. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. I can't even imagine him not being Vince McMahon even while actually getting the shit yeah. beat. But isn't he huge anyway? Like, isn't yeah, Vince McMahon like not? The, the, but this guy time. was very, very, big. very inhumanly large. And for some reason, they had to put the unsolved mysteries weird voice. Robert Stack. You know, no, that like that weird voice that you hear when someone's behind, like the the, the weird delocated screen. voice. Yeah, that's uh, it. okay. I was like, about to say Robert Stack. Hope you've seen that it, show, folks. The it, voice of Ultra Magnus. But it's an actual person that they've applied this weird fake voice to. It's not his actual voice. Uh, okay, got but it. to make him a more weird, imposing criminal, they had that <laughs> weird voice. <laughs> so rad. Yeah. Threatening a. So how long did his Fredericks of Hollywood for? near you? Nails's reign was, uh, yeah, it was mere months long. It was it was in that span. <laughs> it was in that nineteen ninety two span when when um, that was a weird time. Yeah, because yeah. I remember being like vaguely on the precipice of interested in wrestling. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier, it was the Super NES games that kept me. Yeah. There was WrestleMania for Super NES, and there was Royal Rumble, and then that made me watch. I do believe I I remember watching Raw a couple of times back then, seeing Yokozuna mm-hmm. and Gold Dust, and then there was one time when I was hoping against hope. That one of the pay-per-view channels that was just on cable, yeah. they were advertising some pay-per-view for WWF. I don't know what month it was or whatever, but it was Yokozuna, I think, fighting Hulk Hogan maybe yeah. or something. And it was like this big deal. And I was like, maybe they won't notice and mm-hmm. won't scramble it. <laughs> Not th- the naivety of like a 12, 13-year-old be like, maybe if I'm just like really quiet. Don't flip around channels. Yeah. They won't scramble it. I I'll, remember I'll be able to watch this pay per view of, of Cinemax. If you kept it on overnight, it would somehow <laughs> earn enough scramble to not. Scr- it, that yeah. really did happen. Like leave it on overnight, man. They'll scramble less. Uh, and then, uh, and then I think on some of those pay per view channels, like here we go, here it's starting, and they'd show you like the first like four seconds. Yeah, and then, of beautiful feed, <laughs> and then cut. And then I was like, well, time to play Super Punch Up. Yeah. That was ninety four. Please, time, please. Time to, time to kazaa this on my Super Nintendo. <laughs> Let's yeah. fast forward two years. Missing to the, up timelines here. The Royal Rumble ninety six Slam Jam. Ooh, where I mean, brought to you by Space Jam. Yeah, this character is the Smuckers. This character is <laughs> the the, uh, the wrestler in this clip is playing a character that's psyching out his opponent. So I can understand how why he is a wrestler but i still feel like he's within this weird kind of larger than life group and you'll recognize him relatively quickly hey 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 we are only two weeks away now from the royal rumble live on pay-per-view january 21st 7 eastern 4 pacific we know that Bret the hitman hard defends the wwf title against the undertaker but just at it for the intercontinental title the bad guy razor ramon defends against the bizarre guy Right Bizarre guy. Did he give up? It was a million tiny little things that when you add them up, it just meant that we were supposed to be together. Yeah. And I knew it. I knew the very first time I touched her. 
It was like coming home. Only to no home I'd ever known. I was just taking her hand to help her out of a car, and I knew it. It was like magic. Sleepless in Seattle, 1993. <laughs> Razor Ramon. Bad guy. Naughty, naughty. At the Royal Rumble on January 21st. <laughs> Pay-per-view order now. Magic <laughs> between us will be... Don't fight it, Chico. <laughs> My revenge can wait precisely Rebel. six weeks. Let's lose this one. <laughs> wow. God. I hope this guy does all the unabridged versions book on tape of scary stories to tell in the dark. That oh was, my god. Like I thought it was like the Halloween episode. This, well, that was great. When we watched yeah. Royal Rumble Wait, in January. Gold dust. Sorry, yes, gold dust. <laughs> Fucking uh when we watched Royal Rumble, that was like some of the most fun I've had all year was just watching that damn show and like every like the Godfather comes out and yeah. then like when Goldust comes out I remember Grimm like throwing a beer can at the TV like what no <laughs> and uh yeah like Goldust of all people you're just like boo he's still like able to put on that outfit yeah oh man I remember watching uh, that era. I remember watching a couple of Raws, and I feel like it was, uh, or was it Raw even then in 92? Yeah. yeah. It was like uh, Goldust and Mr. Perfect and probably around that era, something like that, 93 mm-hmm. maybe. That's the end of my anecdote. Huh? <laughs> sorry. How much I sorry. <laughs> I tried to relate. Well, so that ties into uh, moving sort of towards modern day, how these are wrestlers that are psychotically weird and probably shouldn't be wrestling but for some reason the WWE or WWF given the time Mm -hmm. allows them to here is a wrestler who very briefly fought called Waylon Mercing and perhaps you'll figure out where he's inspired from fairly quickly but I'll just play his interview it's a short one hello all you people it's old Waylon Mercy again as you can tell, I'm out here at the park, around the picnic area, waiting for all the people to come in. Shortly after a while, they'll be out here with their children, with their fried chicken and potato salads and some hot dogs. Surely some hamburgers to go along with all that stuff. And the kids, they'll be running around here having a good old time. And then after a while, the kids will get on the parents' nerves, and the parents will start yelling and screaming, and then load up everything, put the children in the back daggum seats. Then they'll go home, and then they'll tell all their families and friends what a great time they had at the park and what a great picnic it was. (laughs) But it's SummerSlam! (laughs) Well, let me tell you something. Waylon and Mercy knows how to throw a good picnic. And when I get into the ring in the WWF, (laughs) I'm going to show you people what a picnic is all about. (laughs) Now, Hank. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yes, it's Bill Dotry, wrestler. Oh, uh, no. What he really reminds me of, and have you ever seen? Paradise Lost documentaries, <laughs> uh, the murder of the West mm-hmm. Memphis Three, 
No, nobody here. He reminds me of like Christopher Mark Byers, the the guy who was gonna damn these killers to Satan for all the work that they'd done. He's got the fucking perfect Robin Hood Hills accent. Anybody out there, please just everybody's here looking at me like I'm insane. Please, if you've seen these movies. Yeah. So it, it's the perfect accent from those movies. I think what he was going for was Cape I'm, Fear. I'm pilot. Yeah. You think so? Like the the De, the De Niro Cape Fear. Yeah. So that was like 1992, 93. Mm-hmm. Yeah. WWE. Fucking great movie. And I only bring that up because Screamville. Ice Screamville. No Screamville. What but are you talking? To go for come on. I'm to, trying to do a Simpsons reference. Uh, here. Come on. It's been it's been 25 minutes. Poison the, Pizza. The, the Cape Fear episode. Of Simpsons? I yeah. got it. Ice Creamville? <laughs> no, Screamville. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so to come full circle on these creepy characters, mm-hmm. just recently, this week on Raw, a a new stable, a new group of characters debuted that were <gasps> Finally? Cut from the same cloth. Yeah, you would never believe that they would No, bring no, in no. Wrestler. We saw their promo in the yeah, interview. Yeah. And it, that was a very big discord, by the way, between me thinking something was cool and then having to explain it because, uh, like, it was a group of us, and I think Heidi was there too. So, like, I'm like, how do I, like, how do I explain how this is actually cool? How do I explain how this weird group of inbreds is shooting like a, a promo inside, a, like, an abandoned chicken shed? Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. How do I make this sound imposing? Yeah, and, and like, like something that's radically different. Well, I missed one pay per view and this happens. Yeah, yeah. So let, let, let me play. So this is not the shield. No, this is the anti shield. Let's the see. Sword? The overalls. Hey, you want to say something really scary? <laughs> <laughs> it's my club. <laughs> we live in a world where society has poisoned the souls of men. What happened? It hovers over them like a dark cloud, and they can't do anything about it. Because they're just a regular, everyday working class. People like me, like me, they get down on their hands and knees, and they whisper these little lies and secrets into their ears. But I have a secret of my own. This is like super 90s. Kinda. It was, but like this the, sounds like Smashing Pumpkins. Like the vibe was awesome for this promo. When they decide it's time. We are the ones. When they start to walk upright, ones you've been told about. And we are walking upright. What are you gonna do? Well, I know what you're gonna do. Run. You're gonna tell them we're coming. Run. Now send us someone. Just don't send anyone you want back. Witness the new face of fear. And everywhere the Mary went. See, at this point, it's like, I can't explain this. It's a little mountain. This isn't cool. It got a little mountain dew, but I was definitely intrigued. It's like, who who, who are these people? And like, just the idea that they build this kind of an amazing promo around. Yeah. Totally unknowns is what makes I think the whole thing really. I have a problem, like yeah, like David, you were saying with anytime they have these larger than life characters, it kind of breaks it for you. For mm-hmm. me, it's any almost any promo is what starts breaking it for me. Like in the ring, I can buy almost anything. Yeah. When they start cutting promos, all I hear is Gabo, Gabo, Gabo. <laughs> it's only and you're supposed you work, to be like, what? What cool, yeah. mysterious it's only thing? It's you work news and media, and you know, like, all right, they probably have an assistant director. Yes, out there, I just like, like, all I think is like operator. the all I see is the fucking boom mic above their heads going like and some guy we? behind a table, like cued the video up. So like, you only see something completely pre-planned. I, yeah. I have a very hard even the NWO stuff as a teenager. 
that was all black and white and like off focus and they've never in frame and I was just like god you guys are trying really hard you didn't but believe like, that Hulk Hogan had raised the funds to have an alternative <laughs> means of of but airing that, his grievances against WCW. and that they would allow it to air <laughs> in this <laughs> show but that, that, that's what I'm talking about like within that I'm like that's this is kind of breaking it for me. I can yeah. roll with it. It's fine. But in in the match, it's like, dude, Turner's already booked this time. Like, yeah. if Hulk Hogan wants to come out here and shoot his mouth, what are they going to do? Yeah. They can't go to dead air because that's worse than just having Hogan be a dickhead. Dead air is making no money. So even, like, the, that, that stable, the week before they debuted, there was a thing at the end of Raw. They said, next week, the Wyatts debut... And their debut was interfering in a match, which I have to believe that the WWE wouldn't sanction. Like, that's why you're showing up to interfere in a match. But also within the course of that, the leader of that group, which is like the Ozarks, like Hillbilly, that, that's the stable. I, I don't know if that that, right, look, that audio thing that I played. Look, I spend some time in the Ozarks. Yeah, so it's like a, it's a group that they all wear like... There's the bald knob across. Yeah. I don't know if y'all are familiar with it. They wear like fat dude Hawaiian shirts and <laughs> well, that's not right. and um, the John Lasseter's and like sweat stained. <laughs> um, what do they call those uh, t-shirts? Wife beaters. Wife beaters. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and they're super greasy and they have big beards. So mm-hmm. that's that's the group, and it, it, it's actually so they're they're all bear hugger. Kind of bear hugger. Yes. Yeah, that actually makes yeah the most sense. I can't uh, believe Super Punch-Out's this touchstone for so many people. That's so good. It, like, when he came down <laughs> to the ring, that was also a little bit of disbelief because he was holding a lantern. <laughs> oh. But he's not obviously holding, like, a candlelit lantern. It's, like, a fake Christmas light lantern. <laughs> and he blew it. He blew on it to turn it out. And then his group came out and attacked Kane. That's also bringing a full circle. Right, yeah. Because Kane's now too commonplace. But oh, I, yes. I, what I thought when I saw that is that, like... Sent from hell, well, like, I want to make the cynical joke. This is the WWE connecting to yeah. their base. But no, it really isn't. Like, I'm from the South, and, like, I've seen people like that who are still there. That is what the South has become into yeah. the hearts and minds of most people who watch wrestling. That, or not the South, but, like, that. that is still... A horror st- a stereotype that can exist and is really cool. Yeah, because it's so scary. There are still people out there like that. <laughs> Some crazy ideological nutbag who's going to come infiltrate your way of life. And yeah. I disagree with you. Like I, I don't know. Like whenever I see horror movies now, whenever they're like inbred rednecks, love it. <laughs> love it. All right. Well, to close out this segment and to bring in a little uh, Brett, some WCW. Okay. I've got to take this, a curious dump. Brother. This is. <laughs> Probably the most supernatural character I've ever seen really? appear on television. You know, he's brought this on himself. And this has been coming for a long, long time, Gene. We get the phone. Oh, God, no. Jesus Christ. This is the worst. This is the fucking end of wrestling. Oh, my God. Does it have the shoot in here where he fucking tell? Oh. It's Rick Steiner talking to Mean Gene. And this laughing has been going on all night. This is 1998, by the way. <laughs> Cue ball. Who you calling a dummy? 
Don't say that to me. You're Jesus. standing there with the genetic throwback. You know this voice, Chris. I'm doing Jack love scenes Nicholson. with Jennifer Tilly, and you're calling <laughs> me a dummy? Say it again. Yeah. Brad Dorf. We call you. You're a dummy. It's the voice What's of Jeffy. matter? For a guy who never shuts up, you sure don't have much to say, mean Gene. Well, uh, just, just a second here. Uh, uh, Chucky, Shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. That's the big takeaway. Now, just a second here, Chucky. Order. Idiot standing next to you. Hang on. I got... I got... Hey, I got hey, oh, bring your raggedy rear end down here. You got something to say to me. Please do. Please bring the doll down there so he can... With dolls all your life. At least that's what your mother tells me. But I'm not your type. You need a kinder, gentler, dumber doll. Okay. Me? Oh, I'd yeah. show you what it's like to get your head twisted off. Your arms and legs bent and broken. And when I'm done with you, I'd let the dogs chew on you like some old chew. How would you like that? Wow, do you see some old chew? You got something to say? He said it. Yeah, you ain't got nothing to say. Get the heck out of here. I'm here to tell everybody. <laughs> yes. If they want to see a real pro at work, they yes. go and see my new movie, Bride of Chuck. <sighs> October 16th. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to give you some advice. Meanwhile. Don't mess with Scott. Uh, Wow, really? <laughs> uh, that I I remember watching that, and the moment he says, "Come see my new movie," and then he just October 16th. October sixteenth. It's this just is like a timeless promo. Fuck, like uh, that was like ninety eight, probably <laughs> October ninety eight, and that was just when I'm like, uh, "Fucking shut up! This is awful!" Oh my god! And, and at that point, I was watching Nitro every Monday, yeah. Thunder every Thursday. Everything, every so, paper. Someday we have to do just a whole episode on like the cohesions there with movie tie-ins. <laughs> yeah, because was... the Muppets one is great, and the Three Stooges one is even better. <laughs> that was man. That was <laughs> between One Warrior Nation, the Road Wild pay-per-view, and that. I was just like, Did you see the new Chucky trailer? <laughs> Good God! So. Even when to this day, when I see anything about Child's Play or Chucky, mm. that's what I think oh, of. I was no, I was man. that I was that bothered by this. <laughs> he ruined your show. This that's such blatant, crass, disconnected marketing. Where you're like, you couldn't integrate it any better than just just have the doll <laughs> yell at Rick Steiner and then plug the movie and get the hell out of there. We got to sell some beer cans and fucking Mark Martin's driving the car around in NASCAR. <laughs> so who cares? And. Uh, and it's like it's not even integrated into a story. Like, like fucking RoboCop saved Sting ten years earlier than that, yeah. and like they tried to bring him into. The there, there's a new trailer out for new Chucky movie. Looks amazingly bad as usual. Yeah, and no then way. I was just at Universal Studios Hollywood. It's sad. All their horror movie staples have been relegated to this one area of like Frankenstein, <laughs> spooky corner with Michael Myers. I'm like, man, that's like 70 years apart. I mean, it's nice <laughs> that they're together, yeah. but like, they're they're separate in my mind. And then it's just like, there's that's a big Chucky doll, and it's just a midget hired to not do anything until you get close to it Ugh. and pretend to be Chucky. It's the most frightening thing I've ever seen. I it. really have to poop. All right, all right, let's yeah. take a break. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> a poop break. Oh, my God. 
is your cheap podcast host, Dave Rudden, with the break. I apologize. Last time I recorded one of these things, I told you that we had a set schedule in mind, which did not come to fruition this time around. Uh, you know, we've got Comic-Con and Evo and various other things uh, keeping the team apart. But I hope you enjoy this weird impromptu show we put together. But I do have a few cool little things to chat about. Uh, one is the predictions article on lizardtimepodcast.com on gpopcast.com. So what we're going to do every month is uh, I'm going to write down my predictions ahead of time for the pay-per-view, and then I'll open the comments in that article to you. Uh, you can each make your predictions, and then whoever has the most accurate predictions uh, gets to choose a song in the next episode, and uh, maybe we'll expand the prize a little bit. Uh, later on down the line, but you know, just an experiment for this month, and a bonus article every month on cheappopcast.com. And besides that, yeah, I really enjoy uh, comments on each article and reviews on iTunes. Please keep doing that, all that. It really helps. And uh, yeah, just supporting Laser Time in general. You know, we've got the donate link on the left. We've got the T-shirt link on the left side of the site, and of course, any product that you visit Amazon via on lasertimepodcast.com. Anything you buy during that visit, don't have to buy the product. Don't don't have to buy the WWE DVDs at the bottom of this article, but anything during that visit will put a little bit back into our pockets and keep all of our shows going. And that about does it. I'll get back into this odd episode and hopefully see all of you somewhat soon for a post money in the bank recording. Back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Lives are going to be in Waylon Mercy's hands. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't like wrestlers touching me, and I definitely don't want them crawling on me. And if they do so, Think about it. Uncle Brewster's chicken sandwiches. 9 11 was an inside job. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. Uh, this is uh, the second half. Jesse the Mind <laughs> There are precious few um, places to find good quality wrestling vines, but I recommend Will Sasso. The, I, he has to be. A, when I said the Three Stooges promo was awful, he comes out as Curly playing Hulk Hogan. Playing, that's playing two characters. It's pretty amazing, and he, if you're not familiar with Sasso's Vine, like he plays Hogan all the time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where are you going, brother? All Take right. a left. Well, now, now I gotta. Now I gotta. Come on, brother. 
the ballsiest vine I've ever seen is him on a plane talking to Hulk Hogan on the iPad. <laughs> Hulk, be cool. What are you doing flying a plane, brother? Flying on a plane? And like, but it's just very clear he's sitting in coach shooting himself doing a Hulk Hogan impression. God, and just in the front noise of, has to be resonating through that fuselage yes, so much. Yes, in front of like people boarding a plane. <laughs> and then the guy, he just goes back to being completely calm and quiet like, Ugh. I hear uh, Hulk Hogan won't let me sleep from Will Sassow. Well, let me tell you something, brother. You gotta wake up in the morning. Ugh. Get up, dude. We could probably Vines. replay that over Hey, over, plug but... your own vine, because your vine this week made me laugh so much. That was so a backhanded much. way for me to plug my own vine. <laughs> so good. I Yeah, well, I like to find weird clips of WWE Raw and SmackDown episodes. Mm-hmm. But I also found a, a former guest of Laser Time, Chinspired. <gasps> really? Yeah. Yeah. He's almost so. I know he he's has the best, equally as he he has a very good vine, and he is just as prolific in finding weird clips of uh, Raw and SmackDown to make fun of via Vine. The one you had of the the guy from the Shield doing the affectionate cat. That, I love that. <laughs> that was yeah. uh, just like rubbing his chin and face over everything. It's like uh, yeah, he just wants to smell on him. That's that's that's. <laughs> and it's on Sheamus too, who just couldn't be more bothered by the whole thing. Yeah, well, he is, you know, the shield are bad guys, and if you're gonna get on the be- the good guy's nerve, you're gonna rub your face all over their, right, their just head. Just this sweaty asshole everywhere. Yep. Um, so, this half of the episode, less than half, let's half be honest. Is a strong word. We're not gonna be talking about uh, Money in the Bank because it hasn't happened at the point I don't know that if we'll we're talking. I mean, hopefully we will all at some point have seen it yeah. and converge. And talk about it, but I will actually be on the East Coast when this happens. I will be in New York for the Monday Night Raw the night after nice. the pay per view. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? I can't say right now. Is it involved wrestling? Well, it, hey, I'm ooh. going to see wrestling the night after Uh-oh. the pay per view. Tell us where you're and, going, brother. Mm, can't say, but. <laughs> I am looking forward to that because it's another in a kind of long line of events that I've been to in New York that just play into my history of being yeah. a wrestling fan. In New York. Watching wrestling where I grew up. So like it 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 starts way back like I would say probably like 1990, 1991 watching as far back yeah. as Dave remembers. Well, like Nassau Coliseum, uh, what they called house shows, which is mm-hmm. where nothing was televised. So mm-hmm. everything that happened was just for the crowd there and was just them doing a circuit. Like they would play, they would do this like event in front of us, and then they would do that same event in, oh, okay. you know, like mm, Pittsburgh, like like lesser locales across the venues would they eventually televise it in order some some they would but like yeah like they would really only televise saturday night's main event and pay-per-view so there would be 10 to 12 things like televised Mm -hmm. per year i mean there would be weird little weekly things but they was old wrestling was it turner who unified that or like got like regular wrestling on television well it started with raw really i mean there was there was some wcw stuff like wcw saturday night so it it was they were around the same time so like early 90s was when old wrestling documentaries they show like we were rivals and we wrestled every night because the rivalry yeah never died 
when it's not televised. Yeah. You right. just do it every night. Yeah. When they finally decided to make a weekly, like that's the one it was like, mm. yeah, you can't just put Joe Schmo against Hulk Hogan on Saturday morning because the stakes are higher than that, brother. Yeah, you gotta yeah, have to actually like have like a set group of characters and like who will win this week. It's not one hundred percent in the cards, so yeah. that's why people will tune in week to week. And yeah, I mean that's when I like my trying to hit a younger demo, brother. <laughs> that's when my viewership really picked up. Like that's when like my memories of watching wrestling in New York like really picked up because Aww. that's when the WWE would bring events to the NASA Coliseum that weren't mm. just like, yeah, we're bringing Hulk Hogan here and he's gonna fight in this match. That's a pre like it's almost predetermined like. At this point, it was the Attitude Era, so it was like Monday Night Raw, like crazy things happening. Like I remember the first time I went there, it was when the Big Boss Man returned. Mm. This was 1998, so it was Big Boss Man in SWAT gear, not Big Boss Man in like police gear. So like that was a big thing. That's a a cute makeover. Yeah, it works. I mean, very cute. Yeah, it's cute. Oh, Vince McMahon probably make it cute. Make it the cutest or you you know this was cute. far from cute this was like the hard edge right that's what i'm saying man. cute is in like clever like it was... uh, like if you see the shield now that yeah. was what big boss man was yeah. which is a good like modern at the time like you know what would you do for yeah. a police dude you'd bring him out in swat gear yeah and <laughs> it makes the most sense for wrestling attire yeah like why would you not wear bulletproof like <laughs> like and butt proof yeah and armpit proof mm-hmm it's probably terrible to actually wrestling, yeah. but like, like if what you would wear to the ring, it probably makes the most sense. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so like, yeah, that that plays into other wrestling memories that I have from mm-hmm. Long Island. Um, I was there when a wrestler got paralyzed. Really? Yeah. This was a couple months after Owen Hart died. Mm-hmm. There was a wrestler named Darren Drozdov. So if you, if you've ever seen the uh, wrestling with, no, not wrestling with shadows. Um, not beyond the I, beyond the map. There you go. Thank you. Puke. Uh, yeah, puke. Yeah, you He's saw him get paralyzed. Puke. Yeah. So oh he, no, I, I'd heard that. Yeah, he was like a grunge he was wrestler bad at puking. guy. He, yeah. He, well, he didn't do a good job there, but he <laughs> a couple times he actually did puke on on demand in mm-hmm. in the WWF at the time. But yeah, he got paralyzed because he messed up a power bomb and Jeez. got thrown right on his neck. He's still paralyzed now. Jesus. And yeah, that that all happened like a couple months after Owen Hart like fell paralyzed. into the ring and died. I used to be paralyzed. So it was a weird thing where it was like we didn't quite know if he was actually paralyzed or if this was a weird angle, mm-hmm. but then we quickly realized he was actually paralyzed. Did that, they stop the stop the show? No. Jesus. It's well it, it slowed things down for like like a half hour, but then they got back into actual matches and all that. Oh my god. And the very last major like New York well, besides WrestleMania last year, mm-hmm. I was there when um, Brock Lesnar beat mm. uh, The Rock for the title at uh, SummerSlam 2002, which mm-hmm. was when the first time that like Rock really departed. Get away from the mic, <laughs> It was the first time Rock been up for so long. Departed uh, WWE for good, and it was like when he was at his most like heelish. Well, it was like when he was the most Hollywood. Okay. So people were like, get the hell out of here. We hate you. Right. And here is this crazy kind of almost Hulk Hogan heir apparent Brock Lesnar who a couple years later departed for actual ultimate fighting. Right. But like 
just beating the crap out of this Hollywood guy. And, like, the New York crowd, which is super kind of cynical, they mm-hmm. were just eating it up. Oh, yeah. And then I was there for WrestleMania last year. Mm-hmm. Where we completely shat on yeah. Cena versus The Rock, yeah, and I'm, I feel like you guys probably did too. It was like it was boring, such an anticlimactic game, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that pay per view was not super great. Raw the next night was, and that's why I'm super excited. That Raw the next night was amazing, yeah. And I'm super excited to be. I'm going to be in Brooklyn for nice. uh, for Raw, and I'm looking forward to it. But I'm also I have no idea what to expect because it's Brooklyn, like. Mm-hmm. Being in Jersey is one thing. I know what people in Jersey are like. I know yeah. like people in like Manhattan. And but Brooklyn's identity is totally different now. Brooklyn is very hipstery, yeah. and I don't know what you know, their wrestling people, crowd is going to be like. Those people won't be there now. And the more I, the more I talk about like doing the show, the more I realize it. It feels like I used to talk about this on Talk Radar all the time about how when I would play games and I would mm. not fully be comfortable saying that. That's all I like to do is play games yeah. in front of other people. Wrestling, I didn't realize, still had that stigma. Like, tons of fucking oh. people are still watching this shit. You can be into your stupid glasses and your tight pants. and I don't very, know if there's... Very yeah. well could be the case. You're watching wrestling, and that means they're into it every bit as you are. There will not be anybody in that entire arena who's not, ever, who's well, not yeah. there anyone ironically. Who's, anyone who's there ironically, it's like, you're... Spending Get way the too, fuck way, out of here. It, but you're spending way too much money. But even that, like, like I, I just can't there's imagine, cheaper like, ways to fake this. If you want, <laughs> if you want to sit down for a match while people are chanting, "This is awesome," yeah, and certainly, <laughs> people find this entertaining. Like I just can't imagine like a wrestler not getting out of the ring and throwing you out personally. Like, <laughs> yeah. Get excited, motherfucker! But there's like a limit to like a hipster can be like John Cena. Mm. Come on, right. <laughs> You, you guys are all already wrestling hipsters. Yeah, like he is. I'm so overseen. That's like not Cena. even a hipster thing. Though. That's just like I'm tired of watching the same dude like yeah. roll everyone, and Sorry, he doesn't so even have a you. bit. He's just like dude in jorts, and it's like, like I stop, stop winning, <laughs> stop doing everything. I'm. But since this is a, that's going to be a thing that I'm personally going to see myself. I thought. You guys said you had like a, a memory or two that you. Would I, like I do, yeah. and I wanted. To, I always invite people to use lasertimepodcast.com forums. Mm-hmm. Share your first live wrestling memory. Yes, I would love that. I love hearing. This. And uh, and I would love. Yeah, if we could. I don't know. It's up to Dave, but if we read those off on the on, the, yeah. on a future not? episode, sounds super fun. Like I I was only into WWF period, mm-hmm. and my uh, best friend Ryan Uberman. That's Superman in German. <laughs> or other man he won tickets off of uh, the radio for WCW never heard of it so in hindsight watching like a Sting title match it was, I was introduced to Sting live never had heard of him before I'm not even sure where it was televised like because our stations are were so piss poor in Florida uh, but I was introduced to Sting live He was his, his face was everywhere in his Billy Idol period, that's where I saw him. I saw him wrestle for the first time, and like something we were watching him wrestling re- recently, and like, fuck's sake, fuck's sake, that's my yeah. first wrestling memory <laughs> is Sting. Jesus Christ, I am old. Then, but before that, I was like, yeah, I've been with Sting for a long time. The, the weirdest one was um, a couple of my guy friends. We were, were like, yeah, yeah. we like wrestling, and it wasn't like we were wearing 
we definitely weren't wearing all our loves on our sleeves because we were playing Little Nemo the Dream Master like night and day. And the school didn't know about that either. But uh, we didn't, you know, that means we didn't know about who else out of our peer group or social clique were into wrestling. And then I sort of like this girl, and um, I see her in the front row. She's in the front row of the match. Like, she's in the front row of the match. And then, like, Mexican luchador comes through. Hey, she's part of the crowd beating on him and trying to pull off his mask. It was a huge <laughs> turnoff. Like, just watching this girl go, like, completely savage, has a headband in her hair, and just screaming. Talk to this girl literally every day, and just watching her scream at this wrestler. And, like, and like at that point, I think a bunch of people got thrown out of the arena. Yeah. Because people kept trying to tear off, not just Mexican lucha, we're not all racist in Florida, but they got into, let's just tear off masks. And everybody in the crowd would jump over the barrier and try to tear off a mask. And, like, so many people got thrown out that night. Super Tallahassee, Florida, so uh, Leon County Civic Center. What did you find unattractive about her? That she tore off the mask? That she was into wrestling? Or not that she was into wrestling, but like that amount of savagery. Like, like I'm here. Like, I don't know these wrestlers. I'm not yeah. caught up in their storylines and their background. But you clearly hate this person. Ah! And, and even when I like, I showed up. I can't really like imagine. I never hate like Roddy Piper. Like I grew up as yeah. as the villain. I I grew up probably four four after my first four televised wrestling matches. I watched Rock and Wrestling. Yeah, Roddy Piper is the fucking villain. Mm-hmm. Period. Fascinating to watch. Would I ever get in and interrupt him and do anything to interrupt yeah, this yeah. guy? I find thoroughly compelling. I don't care if he's Cobra Commander. Like he needs to be on screen <laughs> in order for the other guys to be heroes. Yeah, I still had that basic understanding, and. Just they got thrown out of their arena, like it, like wow. and even like as a kid, and I'm like 11. That's breaking the rules. Yeah, you broke the rules at a cool thing. She's still dead to me. Yeah. Brett, did you have like a? I really don't, because I think to this day I've still never been to a live wrestling. Uh, the only thing I remember, and I mentioned this before, and like just outside of St. Louis in Collinsville, Illinois, I remember there was like a pretty low end comic book convention in 2004. I went to. Like, way in the back, next to, like, sandwiched in between two other artists who aren't really doing anything, mm-hmm. is Virgil. Oh, yes, Virgil. And Virgil, who I'd watched through WCW, and this is 2004, so this is, like, post-sale of WCW, mm-hmm. and it was just him sitting at a card table with literally no one around him, no one taking autographs, no one talking to him, and I was <laughs> like, really? man, this is sad, like... It's been like it probably been like five years since I even watched wrestling at that point, but yeah. I was still like, "That's is that Virgil?" But then like the biggest blow was later because we we make our rounds. I look at some comics. I'm looking yeah. for this, that, whatever. And as I go to leave, it's Virgil standing in line for a pretzel, <laughs> and it's like he can't even uh. get someone to bring him a pretzel. Like, and he's gonna then just thinking that's three dollars, brother. Just thinking him like. Yeah, can you put some more salt on it? Like, just thinking about the logistics of that, where I'm like, man, that's... But it, I don't know. Does this earn me nothing? It's just like, yeah, the, the that harsh yes. reality of, like, getting smashed on your head all day, and it's like, if you're not one of those fortunate few, like, that's what you yeah. end up. It's like... I feel a little bit guilty recommending it, but Deadspin has a... Uh, oh, they had a regular <laughs> column called the Virgil Bag. 
which is where uh, readers would send in letters about uh, meeting wrestlers, uh-huh. and uh, every column ended with meeting Virgil because Virgil went when you met him at comic book conventions, he would give you a very hard sell on his autograph, and, and uh, yeah, just be yeah very. Uh, he just really wants virtually. to make that ten bucks, I yeah. guess. Like, oh my god. Yeah. So. Uh, Ugh. Man, besides that, there's only really one way I think that we can actually close out this episode okay. of the Cheap Popcast. And, um, well, I think, take it away. If you want to see a real pro at work, they should go and see Duh. my new movie, Bride of Chuck. Fuck. Opening October 16th. And I want to give you... <laughs> so if you want to see a real pro at work, I just love turn the off the booze. Steps. I love the booze immediately, and I was probably one of them yeah. at home. Boom. <laughs> the Charlotte Civic Center really knew. <laughs> Fuck you, Chucky. That's so infuriating. Yeah. Oh, on a level I can't even articulate when I'm this drunk. <laughs> All right, so I uh, hope you enjoy this episode of the Cheap Podcast. Um, Wrestling. Hope you enjoy Bride of Chucky opening in theaters August 16th. Well, <sighs> oh, God, please don't. I hated the movie, too, for what it's worth, but whatever. <laughs> Jennifer Tilly was great. Yeah. Who cares? All right. Almost um, half the Simpsons. What? what? Mm, nothing. You guys have plugs to present? I do VG Empire, the video game music podcast. It's got a lot of fun stuff on there. VGEmpire.com. Love your comments. And I read them all. Even the, the all the Ladies Time podcasts. Comments. Yeah. I read them all. LaserTimePodcast.com where you can find this show and LaserTime, the show I pour my heart and soul into on a, apparently a semi-regular basis. Sorry for the lack of episode, but <laughs> lots of travel. Belch. Sorry. It's all good, brother. Do it uh, to everybody else. Cheap Podcast. Please subscribe and give good reviews. And uh, yeah, the other LaserTime shows, uh, Cape Crisis, Vigi Game Apocalypse, Listen to them all. They're Comic all books and video games, respectively. Quality programs. We'll be back probably not too long after the Money in the Bank pay-per-view with some mm. sort of official recap. I will talk about my attendance of the oh, Raw. The raw post, post-show Raw. Yeah. That'll be cool, yeah. I, I am super excited to see I am interested to hear about this, actually. Raw will be like in Brooklyn. I think we was... should actually... Wait, when is that? That's this Monday. We won't be at Comic-Con yet. We should actually... Christopher... Mm-hmm. We should watch this raw. Yeah, yeah. We should yeah, watch we should. this raw because sure. we know we know Dave will be there, so we can have this. Uh, we can have a story of us watching it. Could be he... a great vine, Dave. Yeah. You gotta do something stupid. Get yourself on camera. If only Puff Daddy comes out and plays another. Song. It'll only it only take me six seconds to run into that ring and get kicked out forever. <laughs> <laughs> and, but what a story! Yes, forever. I'm banned from Walmart twice for life, <laughs> and I go in there all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bentonville, Arkansas. Literally every day. We're going home. We're going home. Oh my God, no more. <laughs> Good night.